Kentucky Girl, Chapter 9, Part 1 Now that she was completely free, she wanted to run from that area as fast as she could. But she was thinking of taking anything from the body that was useful. She first removed the knife scabbard and tied it around her waist. Her flimsy clothes were not keeping her body warm, and so she stripped the heathen's elk leather jacket and pants for the body, as well as the moccasins for, for her feet. She noted how soft the elk leather was. She had heard that the Indian women would chew this leather until it was soft and pliable, and so she put the jacket and pants on, finding that while it was a little large, it, fit, it was warm. She also stripped from the body the pouch containing the jerky, thus providing food for the trek back. While she had no experience using the bow and arrow, she brought it along knowing that it might be the only means of capturing game. All this action was done by the light of the moon. So, as day was breaking, Rachel turned eastward. She would note a landmark due east and then begin walking to that landmark. She easily remembered a number of the landmarks they had crossed, but not all were sharply distinct from its surroundings and therefore caused confusion. However, she maintained her direction of east. After traveling all day and after stressful emotions she experienced, Rachel found a fallen tree and decided to huddle next to it and sleep. The next morning she awoke to the sounds of the forest. She felt the pangs of hunger and yet at the same time joys of freedom, coupled with the knowledge that she was alone and lost. While she was laying there, a flock of wild turkeys crossed nearby. She thought, if I could just use that bow and arrow, I'll have fresh food. So she quietly picked up the bow, threaded an arrow, and clumsily shot at one of the turkeys. She missed her mark, and the startled turkey scattered. She retrieved her arrow and ate some jerky from the pouch. She thought, I have to learn to use this thing, and I am sure that Pa's training for the rifle should help. I just have to learn about the trajectory of the arrow since I don't think aiming is my problem. Today I will practice on a target until I get it right. This bow is very stiff, but I think I can shoot 35 or 40 yards. That should allow me to get close enough to small game. And rather than me walk to the game, I will allow it to come to me. So, Rachel picked a target about 35 or 40 yards away and began her practice. At first, she would overshoot or undershoot, but almost always her alignment of the target was right on.
About midday after a shot, she went to retrieve her heir and heard a squeal. She had surprised a little bear cub and watched it scamper into the woods. Immediately, a big mama bear came to its rescue and saw Rachel standing there. It growled fiercely and Rachel knew the danger she was in. Rachel stood very still and said out loud, Mama Bear, I would not hurt your baby. Mama Bear stood looking at Rachel deciding what to do, but Rachel's soft voice soothed her and so she shook her head and trotted off after the cub. Rachel continued practicing, shooting and retrieving the air until her skill level achieved a hit on every other shot. The sun was beginning its downward slope to the west, and Rachel decided to hike a little further to the east. She came upon a little stream that she could just jump across, but it had clear water. She slacked her thirst, which also quelled the hunger pain somewhat. She thought this might be a good place to hide and wait for game and so she found a bush nearby that she could hide behind. This turned out to be a good idea, and after a while a small animal came to the stream to drink. Rachel very quietly raised up with her bow and arrow, aimed carefully, and hit her target. She retrieved her game and immediately skinned and prepared it for cooking. She searched the area for very dry wood and built a very small, almost smokeless fire. She was able to cut up enough of her game for several meals. She cooked all of this over the fire as in making jerky. This allowed her to replace her food pouch. Knowing that the smell could bring larger and more dangerous animals, she moved away from the spring and found a safe place to sleep for the night. The Indian's jacket and pants kept her quite warm through the night and by morning she was refreshed and very anxious to continue her return. She continued traveling east and kept watching for the place that they had turned west. She saw and recognized a cliff with an overhang of rock. At the same time, she heard a deep rumble in the east. The sound of that rumble was of a storm coming, so she made haste to get to that cliff. She got there in plenty of time and was able to drag branches and to make a shield. The wind picked up and made a howling sound, but Rachel's makeshift den was dry and comfortable. The boom of the thunder and the crack of lightning came closer and closer until the boom and crack were almost simultaneous. Rachel felt sorry for the animals that had to withstand that storm and would have gladly shared the little den with the nicer animals, but how to tell the nicer ones from the dangerous ones? So she thought this would be a good time for a snack. With that, she reached into her pouch 
and got some of the food she had just cooked last night. While the storm was raging, Rachel was enjoying her food and being dry, she began thinking of Clem and home. Poor Clem, what he, must he be thinking about what happened to me? I am sure that he found where the Indian captured me, and I know that he tried following the trail. I can imagine his disappointment and despair. What about Betsy and Nancy? What were they doing right now? Are they both still working in that makeshift clinic? My poor baby, I miss it so. Will I recognize the turning point or miss it? And then if so, what will I do? Then the positive thoughts returned, and she said to herself, But I recognize this cliff. When did I see it? Was it one day or two days after we turned west? Or was it right after the time the heathen tied me to the tree and went back on the trail? Think, Rachel, this is very important. If I fail to turn north at the right place, I could go a long distance east before recognizing my mistake. Then she thought, the creek, that's right. After he captured me, we traveled south by the creek. So if I find the creek tomorrow shortly after starting the morning, this could be the clue to get back. And with that thought, her anxiety settled back and she went to sleep.